Hello, everybody. Welcome to Chatting with episode 11. Oh my goodness, I've done 10 The episodes. best number in the world. Oh my God, up to 11. And uh, if you're enjoying this series, especially this episode, please thumbs up, comment, subscribe, share, rewatch as many times as you can. Uh, tell your friends, put it on in the background when you're doing chores. Um, we hope you're having fun with us. Uh, and today I've got Lorian Gish. She's an actor, filmmaker, just amazing person. I hope that you just get so much wonderful energy from her today because I always do when I get to interact with her. Uh, welcome to the show, Lorian. <laughs> Thank you for having me. What an intro. Thank you so much. That's so sweet of you to say. It's the truth. That's why I'm like, I'm in the sky. You have me floating on cloud nine because I get to talk with you. <laughs> oh my gosh. That honestly makes my heart leap. So thank you so much. And thank you so much for supporting, you know, our work and everything that we do. Of course. I was lucky to get to speak to Justin, who you are constantly collaborating with. And um, I, of course, yeah. and artistic collaborations and partnerships. It's a, it's a, when it can be done multiple times, it means that something's working, right? Like you guys have a nice balance. Yeah. Well, what's really wonderful is that, you know, I think each of our, I guess not weaknesses, but definitely something that we're not as an expert in or yeah. something that we lack. The other one makes up for tenfold. So yeah. for example, Justin is all about style, aesthetic. Like he understands how things should look to make someone feel something. Yeah. And I'm way more story-oriented and themes and and why we're feeling these things and how it can hit certain people and us as the creators as well. Yeah, yeah, I, I definitely. I was uh, checking out some of your shorts and um, I, I can't remember the name of it right now, but it's the one that is in the shower. Oh, washing up. Yeah, that one. Okay, can you explain to me, it said photographed and acted like with you you yeah playing with like how and oh my gosh I was I was telling Clay yeah. about it but. so so we actually um we got inspiration from the same director who did Lights Out but now I can't remember his name for the life of me but he yeah. started out doing like three minute films with his girlfriend in his house and we were still in college I think we were both in our third year we were like we just want to do something we want to make something and and we had this idea, and we wrote it, and he directed it. And I was like, you know what? If you're going to direct it, you can't possibly do both at the same time. I'll just yeah. do it. It's my camera. It's my lights. I'll just do it. Yeah. It was one of the most trying things that I think I've actually ever done as far as a two-man crew. Uh, and, like, we shot it over four hours, maybe five hours, and then had to do reshoots for another three hours of just getting everything just right. Wow. Yeah, I mean, it, it, something I notice about the, your work that you've been involved in um, is that you and Justin are very, like, uh, what's the word? E like, economical with the time you're given. Like, each shot is not a waste. Like, it's not like a static, unnecessary shot. Like, it's either built for tension, uh, pace, like, everything is popped with, like, the score or the action being like it's 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 hard to describe unless you see it so I'll make sure to link all your work below but 
it's, it's, I appreciate it because sometimes I think people just have static, you know, master shots and that, there's, that's, there's validity in that, but I really appreciate the, the thought you put into the use of the different shots and angles and yeah. I, I, how Thank did you, that's so sweet. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's, the, it's the truth. If it happens to be sweet, then that's just cause you know, that's what you are. Um, but what, what would you say is like your, I asked my guests, like, what is like your North star, like a guiding principle. And when you do your work, like, you know, I, when I talked to Justin, he said that he likes to explore like an experiment. Each thing is an exercise or a test in different styles, especially within the horror genre for you. When you, when you think about, um, your creation, do you, what, what, what kind of things like guide you? In your art. Yeah, well, uh, it's kind of the same principle that I guess Justin was talking about. It's definitely for a specific purpose. Yeah. You know, I think uh, in his mind, it was more of genre and subgenre and figuring out that. But for me, it's it's more like I'm, you know, horror in general is so connected to my own mental health discoveries. I think yeah. fear was such a big part of my life that I started like fearing the fact that I was afraid. Yeah. And it became part of my identity in a very negative way. And so I just, I have always had this fear that fear would be like this monster inside of me that I would just let out at the wrong times. And then I realized within the genre, like that is completely accepted. It's okay. not even, it's more than accepted. It's, it's encouraged. It's marketable. Everyone feels it. And I have a way to experiment and work through things that are hurting me at a specific moment in time through the stories. It's, it's to help me figure out things. Um, I actually, I read this book that's called Big Magic by Elizabeth Gilbert, who also did um, Eat, Pray, Love, and like, yes, yes, absolutely. Um, I've actually never read or seen the movie, but um, total, totally respect this woman. She talked about how fear is like uh, the most boring thing about a person. Tadpoles have fear where they're in a petri dish and a human's hand runs over the petri dish and they like scatter. It's it's one of the most, you know, I guess boring is just mundane things in your personality. Yeah. And then I thought about it and I was like, you know what, that that seems really valid. I understand that. There's we should separate ourselves from the fear and move on and be full people. But more so, I think it's so interesting when you do accept the fear as part of your personality and, and part of the stories that you're trying to tell because yeah. it is so universal and it is so, you know, basic. Yeah. Yeah. I completely, I mean, when, when you were, when we were emailing back and forth, uh, preparing to talk, I was struck by something you said about how you, um, you know, you, you have like this intentional creation and it's something that maybe I'm just noticing more because I am one, but a lot of uh, female creators that I've talked to, um, they, they get to a place where they want to turn their inward feeling outward as like a means of understanding themselves and then hoping for um, like that to resonate with others. And when I created my first short film, it came out of a need to, um, deal with very uh, like dark feelings about post-traumatic stress that I like created this little film and it just it was like an like an exorcism of a feeling and and allowing yes because like this idea um, 
of shame is kind of um it's kind of a selfish feeling because you're you're saying that your feelings your inward like matters more than the other but when you like use um, a medium like film you kind of push it out and so for for in my case like i i wrote it down and i, I made it into a film where does your creative process start when you do like make intentional creation like this yeah well um I have terrible nightmares and I've always had terrible nightmares since I was a kid but but more so when I've grown like when I went to college there was a, a bunch of stuff in my life that happened that was really traumatic and it really shaped me to the person that I am today and you know because of that and because of that kind of unconscious stress on my my psyche I guess yeah. Um, I was having these terrible nightmares and I thought, you know what, this sucks. This, this sucks so much. And I hate feeling this way. And I hate waking up like this. Um, and I hate fearing sleep because of it. Yeah. So I'm going to say, fuck that feeling and I'm going to do something about it, which is kind of like my mantra that I have with everything. Like if I hate something, fuck that feeling and do whatever else that you want to do. So I decided that I had this um, nightmare that was about something traumatic that happened in my life. And I wrote a log line from it. And I tried to write all the images that I specifically remembered from it. Yeah. And I turned it into a feature script where not just that one nightmare turned into, you know, the script. It was all of these vignettes and all of these nightmares that I had that instead of saying, or instead of waking up and just hating the fact that I had this experience... I could wake up and say, oh, that's good. That sucked, but that's good. I'm going to write it down. I'm going to remember it. And I'm going to use it for an actual purpose. So I don't feel like I'm so lost. Yeah. Yeah. And I, it's, I'm just so, um, I, I loved watching all the different projects of yours that I, I've been lucky to like see online. And I was lucky to catch um, The Howling Wind, which I thought was such yeah. a fun exploration. Um, but I, I told this to Justin, and I'm just going to repeat it since obviously the, his episode hasn't aired when I'm interviewing you, but this, there's this uh, feeling of being able to passively watch things, especially in quarantine, like it's kind of um, having something on in the background, and whether it's good or not, like sometimes we're all guilty of it, but when I was watching this short, I put my phone down, and I was so engaged, and this is like an hour before I'm going to bed, and I, it was so, like I said, it's that economical use of shots. Like the lighting is insane. It's so sharp and deliberate. And, and it just happens to be such a resonant theme right now, this idea of how people react when they're stressed and they're trapped. And I mean, you guys, like, you probably are look, looking and thinking about this, this work that you created and how you're in these circumstances. How wild is it to be kind of, we're quarantined, we're locked in, we're like, how, how, are, how are your traumatic responses relating to this art that you created and vice versa? I don't know. Go from there. Yeah, sure. Well, actually, so um, I don't know if, if I'm just repeating myself based on what Justin said. But we actually had this thought, Justin had this thought, I think in like June of last year, and we were talking about how there's always been like uh, psychological thrillers and horror things of, about things that are in your immediate present yeah. versus on the outside and like something that you can't see, you can't touch. And we thought, you know, there's, there's not really anything about wind in horror. There's always like the fog, obviously, but like wind. 
Um, And we thought about, oh, wind, pathogen, and all these different things. What, well, the fear of the unknown, what you can't see, what you can't touch. Um, And it's, you're right, it's really, you know, painfully ironic and sadly ironic, I guess, that we're living through that time right now. And I'm so happy to say I personally haven't experienced anything that our characters were going through um, (laughs) with my family that I'm quarantined with. But yeah, it's, it's hard because you have to set like boundaries and, and figure out boundaries that you can operate within. Yeah. I actually just wrote a script with this theater company called No Exit Theater. Mm-hmm. And it's about, you know, the boundaries that love and quarantine and, and isolation can deal with. Yeah. And it's um, kind of magical realism where it's a group therapy session, which like if you had a hard reset button and you could not feel anymore, would you take it? Yeah. Would you do that? That's interesting. Yeah, I, I'll make sure to link that because I know that that episode will probably air soon, right? I actually don't know. Um, so apparently they're raising funds for it because okay. they want to actually curate a platform where they can pay their actors, which yeah. is like in quarantine, wild. Wild. So, yeah, I, I, uh, I'm actually a lucky recipient of a nice grant from the Actors Fund, which was very, Congratulations. like... Congratulations. Thank you. I mean, that's what it's there for, right? Like, it's... Yeah. If, you've, if you are someone who can subsist off of being an artist, like, and you can't do your art in a regular manner, like, it's great that the Actors Fund and various other organizations are trying to make sure that artists get paid because, you know... Like, you're creating art, you've created art, you have art that is, you know, on its way to the public viewing and, and already available as well. It, it is a time where people are finding comfort in art more than ever. And I think that we can't take our artists for granted right now. We need to take care of them. We need to feed them. So that's cool that they're raising those funds. <laughs> because yeah, absolutely. Yeah. That's and wonderful that you got to experience that and take advantage of that. Yeah, well, I was able to make sure that, you know, certain bills were paid so that I wasn't so distraught. And that's, you know, part of the the mental health of, of being in, in lockdown when we can't interact with people the same way we used to. We can't depend on, on jobs and things like that. But, you know, it's, it is, it is what it is. And we're at this point and all we can do is adapt. And I think it's wonderful that you're finding ways to create things that are within the medium like like a zoom call like that kind of thing are you finding other ways to fill up your time like that now that we have tons of it (laughs) like yeah well actually I I love to talk about that because you know I've been really struggling it's it's been you know I want to bring about in therapy and I want to figure out why I'm feeling the way that I'm feeling but I've, I've felt kind of lethargic for no reason I get tired from just staying still all day and it's it's been you know isolation really sucks and not having anywhere to put your energy really sucks and you know I I love the fact that I get to do things like this with you and write these kind of stories but I have a novel that I so gracefully put away in a secret drawer in my mind because I, I can't bring myself to write it Um, and I really, I want to talk about the point where, you know, someone that I was talking to recently brought up that Shakespeare wrote, was it Hamlet or Macbeth or or King Lear in the bubonic plague or a plague? Yeah. History is hard to remember, but they said, what would be your next King Lear? What, what are you going to come out of quarantine with? 
And I had that thought sit with me for a good long time. And I realized that it, it's really shitty of me to want to make something out of nothing when I feel so nothing myself. Yeah. And I just, I came to the realization that it's okay not to touch that novel. It's okay not to write your next opus. It's, it's okay not to do work right now because we've never really encountered this in our lifetime and also past generations lifetimes. So something new that we're all navigating. Yeah. I, I know that the first few weeks of quarantine, um, my, my husband, Clay, who, you know, he's, he's a, a very much a Capricorn and he had us, even though we were sick, we, he still had us on a pretty regimented schedule. Like we get up at this time, we'll work out, we'll do this, we'll have, we'll, have <laughs> we'll, you know, I'm going to be writing a script and then da, 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 da. And so there was like, maybe like three or four hours a day that he and I called study hall. And the first couple days I did honestly nothing. I just disassociated. I just numbed out and then was in and out of social media and was just like, what is this world? And I don't know how I fit in to what I can do. And, um, and then, and then that like, believe it or not, progressed to, all right, I just burned four hours scrolling through TikTok. Like, okay, that's, I guess that might be healthy. And then after that, I, well, it mixed in, I would spend maybe an hour or two talking on FaceTime with my mom. And that was really therapeutic for me. Um, even though we already talk a lot, like it was just nice to like, just put in that extra time. And then I started having more of these conversations privately with friends who were kind of forcing me to and like making me be social because they know I can get to a dark, dark place sometimes. And then I was like, damn, people are saying stuff that's like really useful. Can I like exploit this for my, for like some sort of like positive thing? And, you know, I, I think that you are such a, you're such an honest and soulful person. And I think that you create art that is intentional and, you know, a lot of people, they want to continuously content create or continuously, you know, put, put out art or whatever. And, and, and there's validity in that, but I think it is beautiful to breathe and focus and make things intentionally and with your full heart and soul. And so that it is matched with your integrity and yeah. So like, I, I, I'm glad that you are noticing where you can be high functioning within this situation and where you can allow yourself slack because I think that everyone needs permission right now to allow that. You know? Yeah, to allow themselves to breathe. Like, absolutely. I've, I've been right there with you with the four hours plus on TikTok. Like, it's, it's really great to have that kind of, numbness and that kind of distraction yeah. to, to put all your focus and energy into instead of what's going on in the outside world yeah yeah and it's also it's like 15 seconds it's like you don't have to really like put too much focus but you know it's actually on that note let's just like everybody that's watching sure. breathe
that felt so good. <laughs> I, find that I, I find that I have to remind myself to do that sometimes. Like, yeah, crazy, right? Because you're a human that should do that naturally to survive. Yeah, wow. yeah. Well, I actually, uh, we didn't talk too long before the interview so that we could just kind of get in it. But like, I like was sick and I haven't been tested or anything, but I'm pretty sure that Clay and I had it, it, it. And I couldn't breathe and I had to find creative ways to, you know, and I started thinking about episodes of Lost when like sun is like putting eucalyptus steam. So I started like rubbing this like muscle bomb on my chest and like Clay was like, you know, Mel Gibson in signs, like saying like, this is where the, the air comes in, Asta. Like it was very dramatic. Like I'm laughing at it now, but isn't that what we do? We like laugh. Yeah, of course. Laugh at the crazy things. But uh, yeah, I um, I think I think what I'm gathering from this conversation is it's important to find the validity in in fear in our in our feelings as motivators, but also allow them to just exist as feelings, and that that's valid. And on that note, I I was very curious as to what would your message be to the universe right now if you had to like say something like a nice sentence that's clear. What would you like to share? No, I, I thought about this for like days and days and I still cannot come up with anything. The one thing that I could come up with is kind of what you just said, that it's okay to feel and it's okay to fear. And please don't hurt yourself for feeling and, and fearing and, and living and have your heart beating. Yeah. And, you know, sometimes we forget about the most basic level of living for you know you know the hierarchy of needs and we try to do like the creative side and then the philosophical side but when our basic needs aren't being met we really have to regress back to making sure we're taking care of ourselves so I guess to surmise to say <laughs> it's okay and it sucks right now but it's okay I think that that that's very well said and I think that in and out of the roller coaster of this experience. We're all going through collective trauma together and we all have different experiences that have allowed us to cope with it, you know, in different levels. But yeah, it is it is okay. It is okay. And and we're gonna we're gonna get through this and it's okay to ask for help. And thank you so much for being on this show. You are a glowing yeah. light and I cannot wait to see the art that you make now later and the art that I haven't seen of yours yet and you know keep creating keep living keep being present and thanks so much thanks so much for having me this has been so great